0: Hey everybody, welcome to Prescription Sound. I'll be your host, Drew, as we take a brief but curious venture into current research here at Scripps, valuable career insights, and potentially wider topics in science and technology. So in this episode, we have a very exciting guest, Linda Grucook. Now, for any of you here at Scripps who are interested in the prospect of transitioning into industry, and particularly what it's like to be involved in a biotech startup company, then this episode is definitely for you. Linda is part of the team at Abolita Bio, a startup based in the J-Labs complex just around the corner from us. She's also a former postdoc of Scripps, where she worked in the lab here in molecular medicine. So let's get into the podcast and listen to how she made the switch and some of the things she learned along the way. So Linda, thank you for joining me. Maybe you could give a brief background on the startup company that you're now a part of, uh, what you folks do, and what your specific role is within it.
1: Sure. So Abilita Bio, they were founded in June 2014, so we're a fairly new company. Currently, we have seven employees. The company itself is based, is um, focused on enabling drug discovery and um, development for challenging membrane proteins such as GPCRs and ion channels. Um, So we work primarily with large pharma. We take their favorite construct of choice and we'll work on it, put it through our screening platform and isolate them as stable versions. This allows us to give our clients a little bit more bandwidth for all of their downstream drug discovery efforts. So for example, their proteins will last a little bit longer. They'll um, tolerate more freeze-thaw cycles. And so hopefully in the long run, give them a little bit more success in in their um, drug discovery efforts.
0: Oh, that's really cool. So how does that system work? Are they approaching you or are you kind of reaching out to different pharmaceutical companies?
1: We're a very early stage company, so we're primarily focused on kind of spreading the word and making sure that um, our technology, people are aware of our technology. So at this stage, we're kind of, it's still a proof of concept and we're on our second or third big contract at the moment. So as, as we build momentum, as the company becomes more successful and we've proven our technology, then we'll be less be, be less us uh, going to them and more of them coming to us for sure.
0: So, what does your um, average day look like?
1: My average day, actually, surprisingly, not too much different than my average postdoc day. Believe it or not, being involved in a startup like this, we kind of have to do a lot of bench work. Still, I my, myself do a lot of the molecular biology associated with our technology platform. So, all the construct design, the cloning, the kind of troubleshooting around sort of bringing new technologies into the into the sort of um, field. I also do a lot of the sort of end. Uh, end of line generation of stable cell lines for example some of the tissue culture as well so I kind of do a little bit of everything but in terms of daily day-to-day basis I'm still running PCR reactions <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't escape it yeah no
1: no um, what well, unfortunately it doesn't seem to ha- seem to happen yet
0: yeah so are you also involved then on how the uh, business development side is going or do you have? people more specifically kind of tuned into that and you're more on the bench side
1: um not strictly but the nice thing about the way uh well nice thing about being involved in such a small startup is that we'll have lab meetings together and all the business development will be there so our founder Mm -hmm. our cto our innovation guys so we'll sit around and twice a week and we'll present all of our lab data as well and we get to sort of pick apart the problems that we're having but we also get to hear from the business guys and the finance guys and kind of get a little bit more of a bigger picture of the company and the business as a whole although we don't directly sort of contribute to that we are still exposed to that which is one of the really nice things about academic versus industry
0: yeah it sounds like there's some really nice uh, technical integration that you get uh, with that scenario now Avalita bio is based in J labs an innovative incubator space for emerging biotechnology and pharmaceutical companies this space allows access to core facilities and equipment and boosts opportunities for science entrepreneurs
1: so the J Labs research facilities or the incubator space was established is one of the first incubator spaces to be established in San Diego therefore it has a, a nice reputation that comes along with that so that benefits um, the the business side of for the company at least you know we have an established um, residence there and it's you know it's got a reputation as being fairly hard to get into so that kind of gives us a bit of a push-up in terms of you know standard you know perceived standard of the company in terms of uh, the science base' Brilliant because you're in essentially like one floor of the Johnson Johnson building. There's approximately between 30 and four companies there at any one time. And they range from the big guys that have maybe 20 research scientists to maybe one guy in a laptop that has all of his procedures um, contracted out to research organizations outside, off site. And it also means that, you know, as in an academic situation, you run out of salt or you run out of buffer or some kind of kit. Component, you can just, you know, talk to your guys, your neighbors next door and say, hey, do you mind if I borrow it? I'll, you know, my order's coming in next week. So very similar to academic. Uh, situation in that respect but one of the nice benefits of it is we're all kind of a little bit of a happy family together we all get to kind of go through the ups and downs the highs and the lows of uh you know funding cycles and developing the science as we build and grow as company or unfortunately you know fail and have, kind of have to call it quits so it is i mean generally i feel like J Labs are very good supo- at supporting um the companies that they have there so the success rate is fairly high
0: nice it sounds like you have a nice community there and you can kind of share wisdom. And I assume you you guys hang out after work as well.
1: Some of us do, yeah. That's cool. There's definitely, we get to use a lot of the facilities at, in the Johnson Johnson campus. So they have a nice cafeteria, they have nice gardens and um, and things like that. So there's that, there's that too.
0: So maybe if we rewind the clock slightly and go back to your scripts days. Mm-hmm. So what was it that made you want to uh, leave academia from your your postdoc and kind of pursue this industry position and maybe more specifically why a startup versus being part of a bigger corporation.
1: So I was a, uh, a postdoc at uh, TSRI from 2010 to two, roughly 2016, and um, so a good six-year stint in two different labs. At the end of that, I wouldn't consider that I had perhaps the most competitive ac- um, publication record. And obviously, current climate is fairly tough to kind of go for those you know big shot academic positions. Um, but re- regardless, I think on a personal level. I just do a lot better in more short-term projects, a right. um, bit more fast-paced, a bit mm-hmm. more variation. So I felt my, generally in academic, or at least in my experience, academic projects kind of go on for years, <laughs> and then, whereas this, you know six months kind of yes, no answer kind of projects were definitely more my speed.
0: And you're finding that if things start to stretch on too far in industry where you are now, it's kind of canned and you just go down a different direction
1: exactly exactly we work on a project for six months and we have to you know we're time limited in the way that our contracts are set up so we have to produce our product at the end of that to then pass on to our clients so then once that deadline's cut then that's it next right (laughs) yeah
0: I know a lot of people listening might be considering a similar route. So how did you make that transition to industry? I mean, you said you didn't have a a flawless publication record. Like, how important was that? How much did you devote to brushing up your application? Did you need to acquire new business skills or was it just meeting people and networking?
1: A very key uh, attitude that I had trying, trying to make that transition into industry was to put a lot of energy into building building a big network, Um, particularly for me, not having a green card at the time, it was going to be very hard for me to just send off applications, online applications to your big farmer and hope for the best. I think it was more pertinent for me at the time to kind of take time to build those networks and meet people, try and figure out, you know, where, what companies are growing, what companies need people, what kind of jobs are out there. So when I started realizing that my postdoc was probably coming to an end and it was time to move on I think the first thing I did was go to all the networking events I could literally find on LinkedIn um, everything from San Diego Biotechnology Network, uh, San Diego Entrepreneur Exchange, Women in Bio, California Life Science Association I mean the list is endless literally and actually for anyone listening LinkedIn is a very good resource to find those a lot of them are free and a lot of them can or may or may not also be reimbursable uh, from TSRI. My own personal story I actually met Somebody at one of these events, we connected um, through LinkedIn, and then a good 12 months later, he reached out to me and said, oh, by the way, I know somebody who's looking for a molecular biologist. Would you be interested? And so that really was a big turning point for me. I went and met this uh, person um, for coffee, and then we just clicks and got on and then we uh, initiated the whole sort of immigration process and to start kind of the process of bringing me into the company. A big part of my transition into industry was my uh, PI at TSRI, um, Eros lazarini Denki. mainly because there was a period of which uh, while well, my immigration paperwork was being processed um, where I was actually volunteering with our bill bio at the same time as working as a postdoc here in his lab which wouldn't have been possible at all without his sort of support and generosity with that. So I, I, am, a, I am a big thank you.
0: Yeah, it's really, I guess, not surprising to me anymore, but I was really shocked hearing different people's stories. And it often is just a friend of a friend, like a colleague of a colleague that puts you in touch. And it really made me realize how important it was to get out there and Mm -hmm. network. So is there anything that you miss from academia? Any cons?
1: Any cons? Um, Let's see. You know what, in terms of, I mean, this is the big difference, I think, probably between a small startup and large farmers, you, I can imagine if you were involved in one of the large pharmaceutical companies, you kind of miss that element of discovery and the sort of variation between day-to-day jobs or day-to-day activities, experiments that you're involved in, in the lab. In a startup, I I almost feel like I don't do that much different than I would do as a, in a postdoc position in academia. I still have to work long, my motivations are slightly different, but I still still have to work you know long hours you put you put in what you you get out what you put in sorry and i'm trying to think if there's any cons <laughs> <laughs>
0: you seem very happy
1: I, was, but I mean especially where we are in J labs because we still have that interaction between other labs other you know other other scientists there but i guess if we were a sep- in a separate site somewhere else we would be a bit more isolated i think i would miss the miss the kind of you know colleagues and the relationships that you form outside your lab
0: yeah that's quite a nice segue i was just gonna ask what well, what the future you think would be for the startup now? Do you think you will move sites? Will you be moving on from J-Labs? Will you be taking on more people? Do you know the kind of direction you're going in?
1: Absolutely. you know, Absolutely, that is exactly what we Our big goal would be funding dependent, obviously. Um, every startup aims to grow. And as we take on more and more contracts, we will need more people. So eventually we would like to move out.
0: When you're not working those long hours, what do you enjoy doing around San Diego?
1: Oh, uh, let's see. Actually, you know what? Recently, I've got involved in sail racing, which has been a big, um, a lot of fun for me. Um, we've joined a, um, a large boat with about eight or nine other people interchangeably. And I get a lot of um, enjoyment out of working in a team as well, which might also tell me a little bit more about why I enjoy working with my startup. And then I also do a lot of running as well. I'm a big, uh, a big runner. Yeah, so. quite
0: the athlete from what you told me <laughs> last time we spoke.
1: <laughs> I may have done a marathon or two in the past. Yeah. Um, but I get, but that for me is my sort of downtime, my sort of self-inflection, and kind of just zoning out a little bit and. Yeah. I also, you know, when you're out there running after an hour or two, you kind of mind drifts, and you might think of some cool experiment you could do the next day, and sort of a different take on things when you kind of find that clarity. So I also I feel it's beneficial for my sort of professional life as well.
0: Very cool, having some epiphanies there on the road, while you're <laughs> slogging away on the miles.
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Thanks for sharing uh, all your wisdom today. Maybe we'll just end on this question. So if you could just give one piece of advice and your one generalized piece of wisdom to anybody, could be a scientist, uh, maybe not, uh, old or new, um, in kind of the realm of maybe lab work or just career progression or just kind of self-improvement, what do you think it would be?
1: Uh, That's a good question. I was thinking about this and the first thing that came to mind was one of my favorite quotes by Richard Branson who said that everybody leads to listen more than they talk because nobody learned anything from hearing themselves speak and that um, is a very quite an important skill for just gaining knowledge from in just one-on-one interactions being able to sit there and remember what people have said and you can use that information to you know in other parts of your career your personal life etc cetera, etc cetera.
0: yeah I love so, that yeah listening and being humble with all the information
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which is kind of ironic because I'm sat here doing a podcast talking about yeah, myself
0: we're listening <laughs>
1: Voices. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Another piece of advice I would say for specifically more towards people looking to find positions within in the local industry um, and startups, so et cetera, et cetera, get involved. Get involved in volunteer organizations for um, all of those networking uh, groups that I mentioned earlier they've all require you know help when registering people for the events or event setups or I mean they you know and a lot of that a lot of times if you do that you can get in for free so it's worth kind of reaching out
0: and there we have it folks we can all be doing more to get involved and it can really help if you're looking for that next job or you just want to improve your general networking skills and we'll have links to those biotechnology networks in the show notes so check them out. So big thanks to my guest Linda from To Bio. We'll have both her details and the company link online if you want to take a look at their super snazzy website or get in touch with Linda with any questions you might have. Thanks for listening, folks. Speak soon.